The following contains spoilers for recent Marvel productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of future spoilers, but will gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any leaks, but if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic mooniverse. No, that was horrible. My name is Tyler Borland. With me always is Danny Vincent. That's right. I'm Danny Vincent. And this week we discuss too little, too late. That's right. We're talking about the last two episodes of Moon Knight. You want to hear our Doctor Strange thoughts, which is out by the time this episode is. Neither of us has seen it yet. We saw a, uh, we, well, obviously the movie's not out yet <laughs> from at the time we're recording it. So that's why we haven't seen it. Um, I do want to point out something about the day we're watching it because it is related to. So I feel like one of the running things we discuss on and off in this podcast is how poorly Disney Plus designed. And let me tell you. Uh, regardless of our thoughts on the quality of the material, you would think that their big budget Marvel show would be highlighted on the release of its finale. I thought the same thing. Yeah. In case you don't know, the finale and the time we're recording this is May 4th, which of course is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you, all that jazz. And obviously, Disney does have a huge Star Wars show coming out soon. Uh, featuring one composer we really like, uh, and, another, and another Eternal we really like, too. And that's, of course, Obi-Wan. Uh, but also, obviously, uh, not only is Moon Knight wrapping up, but more importantly, uh, Doctor Strange comes out this weekend. And I say more importantly because, let's be real, I, I have a strong feeling that the Obi-Wan show will be the biggest driver of Disney Plus subscribers since probably Hamilton. Because uh, I think it appeals to casual Star Wars fans more than anything else they've done. Anyway, yeah. the point being that when you load up Disney Plus, you get a May the Fourth with you, and the first thing suggested for me was an Obi Wan connection, a collection of stuff. I had to scroll yeah. down to get to my continue watching Moon Knight, and nowhere was it highlighted that Moon Knight's final episode came out. And I get that it's Star Wars Day, but. You know what you could do, Disney, which probably would have been a good idea anyway, because you want to have the Multiverse of Madness hype for Marvel fans. You should have maybe put this episode out earlier, put it out on Monday or Tuesday, and then you can have your Star Wars debut today. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that was my thought when I loaded up Disney. I would have been cool. Star Wars stuff. I would have been cool with a with a Monday release. Yeah, for that. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense because like. People are already going to be seeing Doctor Strange Thursday. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see it Thursday, yeah. you know, um, and then Friday is going to be a big day for people to go see Doctor Strange. And it's also like the premiere of Doctor Strange is Monday night. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, the premiere was Monday night. So you could have a whole day of discussion about Moon Knight's ending. And then that night, it's like the movie premiered. Here are all the stars. Tuesday morning. Here are the reviews. Get hyped. It's coming out in two days. You know, I will say this is 
that Moon Knight is the first series that has felt like I don't have to watch Moon Knight to understand little things in the movies. I will say, like, what Feige said that uh, when he said you don't have to watch, you don't have to watch the Disney Plus shows to understand the movies, but that option is there and it will enhance the the viewing. And I feel like this was the first time that that held true for something. I think this is the most prominent one. I think Hawkeye currently feels like that to me. Um, yeah. I feel like What If feels like that as much as Multiverse of Madness may or may not be pulling from it. I say that like, yeah. maybe I'm edging in spoilers or not when most people have probably seen that movie already by the time this episode's out. But it was on the poster. <laughs> it was on the poster for the movie. So, <laughs> I mean, poster and the trailer trailers so yeah yeah but anyway um we can talk about let's let's get into our general thoughts yep so i agree with danny of podcast past that this should totally have been a movie um i would love to explain how i'd shorten this near six hour experience to something more concise but i'm not going to waste any more of the time that we lost because of the show being so lengthy um, it's like an assignment in school. If you can thoroughly complete the assignment, like a writing assignment, I should be clear. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can thoroughly complete the assignment in two pages or less, then do it. The rest is fluff and it can fall flat. And that after seeing, uh, the last two episodes of this series, it really made the other. The other four episodes, the first four episodes, are ahead to me had already hit flat enough, and it just kind of, just kind of like showed how far the scales are really tipping, uh, you know, in quality between the uh, the first four episodes and then these last two, um, which I they could have even even done. Instead of a movie, you know, you don't have to release it as a movie, but release it as like a three episode limited series, which they've said it's going to be a limited, limited series. Um, Super weird, considering how this ends. (laughs) Like, right, right. And so, I mean, like, sure, do a three episode, 45 minutes each that gets you two and a half hours. You know, and then you've got your basic Marvel origin movie split up. My thought, but all right, I want to go to my thoughts. No offense, because you're getting because I I have response, but I wanted to say my no, no, that's that's okay. Yeah, um, I think if the last two episodes were the quality of the whole show, this would probably be a great show. Like, I legit think the whole show had the quality of the last two episodes. I would probably put it for me. I have a right, probably right at Loki level, which to me is the best of these shows besides Mm. WandaVision. Uh, yeah, and I think it's kind of Loki is kind of universally more agreed to be like the best show, you know, because WandaVision has people who don't like it. WandaVision obviously yep. is a more uh, sort of uneven show than Loki. Loki is more um, good throughout. Um, yeah, and I do think these last two episodes were pretty great throughout. Um, I they made me like Steven, which the other ones didn't. Uh, stuff like that. Um, what I'll also say is, though, to respond to you, is I don't think... Here's the thing. I was thinking about it this morning. It was late. When I finished the episodes, I was like, yep, this should have been a movie. But then I thought, like, you know, maybe they thought it was just, like, you know, really, this just has Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Recently, all these Marvel movies 
load up with stars. Like, you know, uh, and I guess you could load up with stars, but in this case, I think it was fine just being Isaac and uh, Hawk as recognizable faces. Then we got a great new actress in May Kalamali. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, you know what is also on Disney Plus that we talked about on this podcast? The the Simpsons? No. Movies. <laughs> Pixar movies, specifically. Yeah. But there's no rule saying we can't make a lower budget movie and put it on Disney Plus. That's you, true. The, that That's true. Completely yeah. valid option that is not really being considered. Um, the way I view it is also is like, I also think like, you know, to compare it to another franchise that I don't think this would have done nearly as big as this movie. But you know what was put out in theaters as a lower budget superhero movie that ended up being huge? Deadpool. This could totally put put in like the off season and I don't well, and I say the reason I more say Disney Plus put it on Disney Plus as a movie is because you know pandemic Bob Chafek he probably would just be like I just put it on Disney Plus you know what I mean if it was a lower yeah. rung Marvel movie but even like in a world without pandemic or Bob Chafek I think this would be totally fine coming out like end of January type of thing um yeah in a, in a year where like there's only Marvel movies scheduled in May July and November like this year type of thing mm-hmm. um of course i'm asking for something that is severely edited down but i also think um i think there are structural issues with what we have that to yeah. make us just edit it down um and the thing is to me mm-hmm. is that i feel like everyone involved in this show seems smart enough to realize this isn't working you know what i mean like i feel like the writers are smart enough I feel like the director for what I've read seems like he's a really smart guy. Um, and of course, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, great actors, May Kalamali, fantastic in the show. I feel like at some point they had to see these and be like, this isn't working, you know? But we have to make it a, mo- mm-hmm. a show because we spent the money for it to be a show. For some reason, success on streaming platforms is judged by hours watched, which is probably honestly why all these things are TV shows instead of just movies. With the exception, of course, of WandaVision and Loki, which are clearly designed to be television. Yeah, I don't know. We can go into general thoughts. I'm kind of spiraling into there anyway right now. Um, but digging in, yeah, going to digging. I mean. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, I I really like the the movie idea, like the sole solely Disney Plus movie idea. And if they're and you can get the budget low too, because there's really not many visual effects outside of Khonshu and the gods. You know, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my thing is like they keep they keep trying to push people to Disney Plus, and I understand that. But like, what greater way? So many people already like they still want physical media. Me being one of those. I just you know? picked up Turning Red like, on Blu-ray. I, did, I literally yeah, just picked up boom, Turning Red on Blu-ray. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and like. I would love to have WandaVision and Loki, Hawkeye. Um, you and, know, uh, I'd, and I'd, not 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 uh, Marvel. I would like to have Hamilton, or even like back when I liked it, I would have probably picked up the first season of Mandalorian on Blu-ray. Yeah, it was available exa- exactly. And like, I I just I don't understand why you don't put these. Well, okay, no, I understand why capitalism they don't. is a lie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is why, yeah, because they want to push people, 
They want to push people to this platform. But to me, I'm like, that that pushes me away when it's like, okay, we're gatekeeping you, you know, with a subscription. You've got to subscribe to this to in order to watch this. And we're going to make sure that these shows are more than a month long. So you at least have to get a two month subscription, you know? Yeah. And for me, I'm like, that's your your advertisement would be those physical copies of those discs. Around from what I've seen, it will it's been a long time since I've seen a a location where you can walk in and rent a physical copy of last a movie. Time I saw anymore. That was when there I are red boxes. When we were in college, that's the yeah. last time the family video. Oh true. Yeah, yeah, there's family video. Yeah, downtown. Yeah. Those those around me, they've they've all closed. They they're Dollar Generals now. Do you so, what I love? Do you like, what I love? I love the library. What's that? I love the library. Yes, fantastic. Yes. In fact, In, I'm curious right now. You keep talking. I'm going to look up something about my local library, and it relates to this topic. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah, but my my thing is like you you put out the physical put out a physical copy of uh Falcon and Winter Soldier or. You know, just any of these Disney Plus shows, and it doesn't have to just be just be Marvel. Um, and to me, it's it's the thing about getting that day one release. Um, is now I can watch it on physical copy, and now I want I have an incentive to buy the friend buy the sub the uh, subscription for Disney Plus, so I get the day one release of the next big show that they're promoting you know i and i i just think i think it's a bad move that they aren't doing physical releases of the, of their digital media i wish i had a i wish i had a more tangible proof because that's what i was looking for is that my library i remember last summer at the end of summer they put luca out on dvd and i remember looking at my library just to see how many copies were on hold and there were so many because you know kids don't have necessarily disney plus uh, and yeah. I, i'm in the chicago library system you know so th- like there are routinely things where I'll look at like a new movie and there'll be like 180 holds on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but I, so I was looking up to see turning red, but they, it looks like they haven't ordered it yet, but I'm willing to bet once they do put up turning red, that will be like high demand for the first few months because for people who don't have it, people still like watching Pixar movies. And for, for it's very important too. It's like to use my parents as an example, even though they have Steam plus my parents don't really use streaming. But if, say, I'm trying to think, like Hawkeye. Hawkeye's probably actually the best example. If Hawkeye was available and at the library, they might check it out and watch it, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and my parents, they watch the, all the Marvel stuff, too. But they've not seen any of the Disney Plus shows. And, um, and, and it, it, if it was on physical media, they would they would go for it. You know, the thing is... Our country right now, now, now we're getting into this. Our country Perfectly right now, apart. right? But our country right now does not have the availability of internet wide, like widely available as to what it needs. And the pandemic highlighted that like so bad. Um, and it just made it glaringly visible. And you're just saying everything the, I've been saying for the last few months about these Pixar movies going, this is people say they're right. more accessible. I'm like, they are not. There are plenty of children they're, out there who cannot watch these because their parents, one, they might be poor and they might not be able to even afford a streaming service. But two, because, you know, you can always be like, well, just borrow a friend type of thing. But even then, you know, you can't 
you can't confirm you have internet. <laughs> so many. You've got to have the, the data. Yeah. Yeah. If you if if you have the internet, number one, you you've got to have the data. You've got to have the speeds to run it because uh the majority, like a big chunk of people that do have internet that live out in the boondocks, uh, like where I grew up all my life, they you. D- I didn't have internet for a long, long time. Then we got dial-up, which took forever, and then it wasn't even worth. It was like you you spend two hours loading up DisneyChannel.com <laughs> to play a five-minute game, and then you wait another two hours to play for f- another five minutes. Um, and then we ended up getting like satellite internet, which isn't that much better. And my point is like the internet availability isn't there. So understand your audience. And that's what Disney isn't getting. And they're falling into the same pitfall that Netflix and everybody else is going. Well, we want to break down Bob Chapik's entire strategy. I'd point out back at the time at the parks where he pretty much worked to make it less accessible. Just so that way, you know, you could get higher profit margins. So I think, and this is not, I'm not, exonerating Bob Iger. I'm willing to bet a lot of these decisions would still be happening under Bob Iger. The, all these announcements happened under him. But that said, I don't think we get stuff like, you know, I think maybe we do get a little physical media after a while. I don't think we get it immediately. I think maybe, say, when Mandalorian Season 3 comes out, we get the Blu-ray fine. That type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, uh, I think, for example, obviously, I think the promised Blu-ray of Hamilton would actually be here by now, because Lin-Manuel Miranda said it would come out. It still hasn't come yeah. out. Now, in that case, I kind of get it. Just for for a side note, that movie was ske- movie. It's a you know, it's a fun version of the plot. It was scheduled for theatrical release in October 2021. They put it up on Disney Plus in July 2020. I get that it might not be ready. All the stuff they want to put out on it yet, but at this point, the Blu-ray of that theatrical release would have been available by now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait a year. I'm willing. I am willing to wait a year for the physical or media, like, you know, of, in this the, case, of these digital of these streaming shows. In this I, case, I would like, wait the full year, you know, granted, again, we haven't seen it yet. But, you know, everyone said everyone except Sam Raimi is saying you have to watch WandaVision before you see Doctor Strange. Uh, but like, how can you if you can't like, you know, if you don't have the availability, like. In this case, put out WandaVision on uh, DVD like in March, you know, be like Doctor Strange is coming yeah. out. Uh, be sure to check out WandaVision now finally available on DVD and rental. Uh, and d- you draw up sales for yourself. You make profit there and you're going to and you're advertising. It's you're advertising doctors. You're literally just saying exactly. Go see Doctor Strange and also give us 30 bucks so you can understand Doctor Strange. Even if Sam Raimi says you don't need to watch it. Um. Yeah, I will say yeah. though, and I do want to eventually talk about these episodes, but I want to also say to me, going back to that idea of Moon Knight, and I, I'm just gonna, I, I think we've exhausted physical media discussion because we agree on it and we've made our points clear. Yeah, the idea of making this a movie that's Disney Plus exclusive. You want to know what may? Okay, I'll be honest. Everyone views these Disney Plus TV shows, whether we want to or not. And I think even we kind of view it, it's supplementary material. Nothing in the yeah. movies is going to be necessary. I guarantee you, I keep saying this about Doctor Strange. When again, by the time this episode, a lot of people listening to this will have seen it already. But I'm willing to bet you Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We're going to be like, Wanda had kids. 
but she accidentally conjured them. Can she get them back? Like that will all be exposition in the movie because it's stuff Strange doesn't know about. You get what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it WandaVision is going to make you appreciate Wanda more in Doctor Strange, probably. But is it going to be necessary to understand it? No. Uh, and but the thing is also is that inherently I feel like because this is true with uh, this is true with DC. This is true with Star Wars. Maybe not Star Wars, because Star Wars is kind of, I feel like, in a weird pivoting area right now where it's actually becoming more of a TV franchise than a movie franchise because of yeah. how bad Rise of Skywalker was. Uh, <laughs> like, Play to like, your strengths. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Like, I, we won't get into it, but Last Jedi, regardless of what you think of it, divisive movie, incredibly divisive film, solo movie no one asked for and bombed, Rise of Skywalker united everyone in the agreement that it was terrible. Like, <laughs> so right now, then Mandalorian comes out. The circle out. is complete. <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian comes up. People are like, oh no, this is actually nice. And now people are getting kind of mixed opinions on a TV show, but you know what? It's okay because like, we're getting Obi-Wan, that type of thing. Like they can survive this kind of weather for now, as long as Obi-Wan is solid and Mandalorian season three is at least to the part of season two. You know what I mean? Like Boba Fett will be yeah. fine. Like you can, you can have a misfire. Anyway. I would say that with these movies, inherently the TV shows are going to be viewed as lesser. You know? Like, they're not going to be viewed as important, even if you have a new character on them. It's still going to be like, oh, Moon Knight, yeah, he might not be important. He's probably not going to show up in the movies because he's not confirmed for the movies. But let's say instead we do all those shows last year, even though I think a couple of them could be movies. But let's just say they're all shows in this hypothetical world. And then in March, it's like, Moon Knight is an original movie that is on Disney Plus. It is given all the treatment that a Marvel movie is given. So it gets more, I feel like it is a more legitimacy to it. Like, it's like, this is a movie for our new hero that's going to be big. And that introduces you to this idea, like conceptually, that you can introduce new heroes on Disney Plus through a movie. And then this summer, we get Miss Marvel, which. As far as we know, we'll be complaining about two and say there should have been a movie. But the differences with Miss Marvel, which I will acknowledge that before we make any complaints or judgments on that show, is that it's going to lead directly into a movie where Miss Marvel is third built. You know, so yeah. in that case, yeah. and it will be like the next movie will be out next year. We don't really ever see like a character lead a movie and then immediately lead a movie the next year, unless we count like you know Captain America and an Avenger movie. You know, I don't and I don't really yeah. count that. That's different. Um, so in that regard, I think Moon Knight would be a good pivoting area where you're like, here is a big budget movie, a big movie star on Disney plus. See how great Disney plus is. You're getting a real Marvel movie here. Exclusive for the service. This is like, you'd be like, this is on the level of Shang-Chi. This is on the level of Black Widow from last year, you know? Movies that, you know, yeah. like, obviously very different in quality, but, like, the way they are marketed is big. Because, let's be real, the biggest drivers of Disney Plus right now, in terms of, from what I can tell, subscriber growth, is when they drop these Pixar movies, when they finally put Encanto on the service, stuff like that. The only show, to me, that has actually had cultural relevance of these Marvel shows is WandaVision. And to a lesser extent, because I feel like it's people who... I feel like Loki and Hawkeye also did well. Like the the facts state those shows did well. They just weren't 
as part of the cultural zeitgeist that WandaVision was, which makes sense because those aren't yeah. mystery box shows. Um, yeah, yeah. But compare those reactions to like the reactions of Hamilton, of Soul, of Turning Red, of Encanto being put on the service. You know what I see? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those are way bigger in terms of people being like, oh, I got to turn on Disney Plus to watch this movie. Because unlike that's the thing Disney has going for it that no other of these services have. When you hear HBO, you think TV. When you hear Netflix, you think TV. When you hear Disney, you think, oh, I'll, that's where all the movies would be. So that is my point to make it a streaming movie. Because then it gives it both a legitimacy and it prepares people to be like, well, Moon Knight was a legit new superhero being introduced as a movie on Disney+. Plus. So maybe this TV show, even though I've seen all those other shows with Miss Marvel, is also going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's, an, yeah. it's an evolution type of thing. You know what I mean? It's, you mm-hmm. get your audience used to it and say, look, this movie is necessary, so now this show is going to be necessary too. Um, and yeah. I feel like with all that preface, unless you have anything else you want to say on that, we should probably start talking nope. about these episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so episode five. Uh, episode five, we open back to uh, Mark. He has just been shot. He's laying in the water. And I, we go straight into the asylum, correct? I thought we open actually with him in the asylum talking to Ethan. Do Hawk, we open and then in we the jump, asylum? Maybe we jump. I don't remember. But we do go to the asylum I watched, first, and then we jump back to the cliffhanger from episode four. Okay. I watched episode five last week. So yeah. <laughs> my plan was to watch episodes one through one through six, like uh, when the finale came out. But it was so um, bad. <laughs> before it was so but, bad. But yeah, I'm I'm really glad I don't have to rewatch those. Um yeah. Uh so episode episode five was like I remember sitting there watching it and just thinking like, where has this been the whole time? Because I actually care about these characters now. And what's crazy um, is you care about both Mark and, and Steven. Exactly. Yeah. And both of them are distinct. They they're both we know that they're both the same person, but they're both still very separate. And the vision was very clear through this episode, very well executed. And uh the shaking coffin, I like I love the I love the uh I don't want to call it a mystery box. The shaking coffin's in four. So, oh yeah, it's in four. Is the shaking? Yeah, I thought in it was four. in five the, when they're walking no. around. No, okay. it's in four. It's at okay. the end of four because the end of four is they run. Oh, to the that's that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we don't get the shaking coffin there, but I don't know. Episode five was. I I told told Felicia I was like, this is. I feel like I'm watching. Loki in the sense of like I had the same investment in that episode as uh what I did with Loki and with every episode of Loki I was glued to the TV the first four episodes of the show I was on my phone periodically um I had no reason to invest you know my full time in 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 the show um aside from the podcast you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um <laughs> but but yeah, uh, but yeah. Episode episode five actually gave me a reason to 
care for the show. And I've, I, I, I just don't understand the writing or, and, or the executive decision, because like, if I was not invested, that's the Captain Marvel problem where it takes so long for us to get her backstory that we don't care anymore. But the difference is here we get a full, it's, it sounds funny because we're like, this shouldn't be a movie, but here we get a full fleshing out of everything here where it's like, you get to spend time with both Mark and Steven reacting to their backstory. Um, but again, and I don't want to get too much into it because we really hammered home the point. I feel like these last, like maybe I'd trim up five minutes of episode five, but otherwise these last two episodes, you should just the movie cut, just put them in the movie. Like they're perfectly paced as is. And they're about mm-hmm. 80 minutes. And if you give us a two and a half, like, like a two hour, 15 minute movie, <laughs> 80 minutes for your second half of your movie is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, I, I really, I really don't have any criticisms well, of episode five. I don't have um, criticism. I'm trying to think. I have stuff I want to say about it. I feel like this show. Yeah. Um, well, this is my thought when I finished episode five, before I started episode six, which was basically. That was, I, don't, I know you liked it more than me, but my thought was that was the second to last episode of WandaVision done right. Because in WandaVision, it's just Agatha showing her things and not really her reacting to it. You get what I mean? Like Wanda doesn't yeah. really react to her back. In this, you know, they're so engaged in it. And what's more important is they're both discovering it as they go. Whereas, and, you know, or rather, like Mark is trying to keep it hidden. You get what I mean? Like, mm hmm. He's trying not to confront. And the entire time also you have this great question of, wait, so is that Ethan Hawke Asylum real or what? Because they keep going back to it and you go like, maybe it, that is the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I liked uh, we had, we actually had, I don't want to say we actually had stakes in episode five and we didn't have that in the other ones, but like episode five gives us a very clear like Here's the stake. The stakes are they have to get the scales balanced in order to um to not be, you know, be punished in the afterlife. And also in the meantime, they've got to figure out how to get back to the living. Earth, yeah, get back plane, to Earth. Yeah, know? yeah. Kind of like get Black Panther. That's what it's like very Black Panther. You know, like yeah, how, yeah. yeah. And and it and I, I like like these two have to they finally have to work together, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it. I don't it. The execution of it was. Was really what, well done. What yeah. I was thinking also was because I, I'm going to bet you're with me on this, uh, even though I haven't asked you, is that I remember one of the things you said last time we recorded was one of the things you hoped would happen in the finale last two episodes is that Stephen would die and we just get Mark. And you got that at yeah. the end of episode five. But I did. I'm going to bet you were happy about it. Like you were like, actually, I, at least for me, I was distressed about it. I was like, oh no, like I actually really like that character now. And most of that work I, was done. That episode, in episode redeemed five. him. Yeah, exactly. They redeemed him in episode five, and I was like, awesome. You know, number one, number one, awesome that you redeemed him. You made me want him back at the end of it, and then when he does come back. He's actually like I can cheer for him, and it's not. It didn't, it didn't that feel like, like a cheap like, out death okay. too. Like to me, it didn't yeah. feel like a cheap out death. It was like no, yeah, no. Both of them work together to get back together. And what I was also going to say was, um, 
I gotta say, to me, the coolest moment in episode five, and there were a lot of cool moments, was I just thought it was so brilliant to me conceptually and it was executed well. Was, you know, Steven, we see it at the end of episode four. We see the clip of the movie that's uh Mark loved as a kid, like the Indiana Jones yeah, movie. Yeah. That he loved as a kid. And then in the episode proper, we see him create Steven as a coping mechanism to save him, even though he is kind of just a bumbling idiot version of that hero in the movie. And then mm-hmm. we get to see him actually be the Stephen Grant from the movie that Mark idolized as a kid. And Mark's just watching in awe as he saves him. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. And then he sacrifices <laughs> himself to save Mark. It is just a brilliantly constructed idea of like how we use media to like cope with trauma and in a, in a very similar reaction to WandaVision. Uh, yeah, but it is conceptualized and pulled off really well. And it's shocking because again, all this stuff is introduced pretty much in the second last, like maybe the last two minutes of episode four. And then these last two episodes and really just this last episode, like episode five, because this is in episode five and it's, it's really great. And it's just like, again, it's something where I'm like, where was this show the whole time? <laughs> like, uh, which yeah. is such a, bu- cause I'll be honest with you. This is, I was saying to a friend, um, I was saying this to a friend afterwards. Like, all right, I want you to guess my grade for Moon Knight as a show and my grade for the last two episodes. And I had, I'm going to say, yeah. okay, so I'm going to say as a show, it's a C. Oh, no, 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 sorry, and... sorry. Give me a ranking, like a star ranking. You can do half stars. It's out of five. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to say you gave the, as a show, two and a half stars. And as, in the last two episodes, four and a half stars. You're going too big, and well, actually, not too. I think it's two out of five. Show. I think it is a way. Like, I think those first four episodes tank the quality of the whole show. Like really, like yeah. they really do. It's a two out of five show. But to me, and the thing is, I grade differently than you. Uh, they're three and a half stars. You know what I gave three and a half stars? I gave Shang Chi three and a half stars. I gave Loki as a whole three and a half stars. To me, three and a half stars to me is good marvel like one of these yeah. is the only thing last year that i gave above three and a half stars and i gave it a four you know what mm. i mean like well what did you give no way home i gave it three and a half oh yeah. oh okay gave it three and a half. i was like, a, I, was like I actually I initially was, gave four but then you. on rewatch i lowered yeah it. i like shang chi gotcha. more than uh, i like shang chi more than no way home uh personally i've yet to see no way home again I think um, it would lose a bit out of theater. I saw it. Th- I saw Shang. Uh, sorry, I saw No Way Home twice in theaters. I saw it over Christmas with my family. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, Shang Chi lost a little bit seeing it at home, um, especially the uh, the bus fight. Well, I'll say with me because on, the, when I rewatched Shang Chi, so good. The back half of it, so much worse than the first half of it. Yes, the back half yeah, of it is pretty too. much. Held together by Tony Leung, and then he dies with twenty minutes left in the movie. You're just like, all right, let's. Yeah. Wrap this up. <laughs> what, what? Why do I have to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that's yeah. But in this case, what? Like, yeah, I'd give this oh three and a half stars, which is uh, good Marvel, really good Marvel to me. I I really the biggest thing that I really like about uh, um episode five yeah. is the way that they um treated 
disassociative identity disorder and that they didn't they didn't make a spectacle out of it um i felt like they respected it well um and they that they didn't necessarily make a spectacle of it and uh didn't i i would have to look into into it more um because i you know i i don't want to I yeah I feel I like know. in general I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I I think that they went about it in a pretty decent way. All yeah. I'll say is I personally don't know because I'm not well researched on it. I will say compared to the other recent representative representation of this disorder in media, which I think is would be split in glass, this obviously does it way better than those two. But yeah, I would push back in a sense that. It doesn't use it as a spectacle, but not in a negative way. I think the spectacle, the main spectacle of the show is Oscar Isaac's acting. And that yeah. 100% comes out in the fact that he's playing these different personalities. Now, I would True. agree with you that it's not like it, they're, they're separate things. They are separate things to talk about his performance and how the disorder is portrayed. Um, what I do, well, there's something I want to say in, in episode six about it. And that's why I sent, you, I sent you an article before we recorded that I don't know if you looked at or not. Uh, but if not, I'll can sum it up here when we talk about episode six. Um, but the uh, the Wonder the Woman, criticism. the Wonder Woman thing, yeah. Uh, I'll talk about it when we talk about episode six. Do you want to talk about episode six? Because the thing about episode yeah. five is to me is that like it's it's fantastic. Like it re- it really is. Um, it really is. But like it's hard to br- it's great partially because actually though episode six next to me episode five is the reason where I'm looking at it. I'm like I don't know how you make this current script i like you know we keep saying edit it down to a movie i don't see how you make this into a movie with this structure you have to figure it out a little differently it can't just be this info dump at the end it's okay on tv uh but yeah yeah i was i was gonna say that uh i would think that you would have to i don't know like the first 30 minutes of of your film would have to be him in we we got to introduce either mark or steven um and uh and then have them you know go through life and then about 30 minutes in that's when they start to notice the switch between between the identities and um and then we need to somehow before the first hour mark, we need to get ourselves inside uh, the pyramid, and um, and then I think that's where they they you could almost use the the pyramid. Well, yeah, I mean, you just have them be shot, and I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, that's like, a really lackluster way of putting the yeah, show well, together. Like, I, I think, uh, I think. I appreciate you trying. I think this just needs so much radical rewriting that I can't even it wrap does, my mind it around. It does. That's because the thing the is, thing. what you're saying. The one thing I do like about this show, besides Oscar Isaac, is Mae Kalamawi, who, in all honesty, some of her best moments is in that bad stuff. And I don't want to get rid of those moments. I just want to integrate them in with the good stuff. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. So, so to me, it's just like it, it needs to be radically redone. Like entire from the ground rewrite look at episode five and six be like 
this is good. Let's try to integrate these into more of a traditional three-act film. Um, but let's move on to episode six. So I want to talk about something about episode six briefly before we start talking about it. Is the text I sent you, which yeah. <laughs> a few days before, not not about not the one I sent you today, but I was like. Heard the. I hope it's. I was like, I hope it's fifty minutes because then I'll definitely be able to watch it before work. And you were like, if it was oh, less yeah. than fifty minutes, <laughs> what would you say? I'm not watching it. <laughs> You're like, I I said if it. I was like, if it's less than fifty minutes, I'm not watching it. Just being over over the top. Yeah, and um, I, I know you weren't being serious. Yeah, but I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure these and last then, two episodes were the short one, of the shorter ones on the show. <laughs> the, yeah, they were, <laughs> and they were and better. They were that, way better. That was the irony. Yeah. And, uh, like you sent me something today where, uh, you were like, so about that, like 50 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And you were like, uh, or like, uh, oh, and then I was like, well, the pot will be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like the finale was rushed. Episode six. It didn't feel rushed to me. Like it, it didn't, it didn't feel rushed. The finale actually felt like. Like WandaVision, as much as we praise it, the all of a sudden, like first five minutes, all right, we drop the gauntlet, the gauntlet has been thrown, and we are fighting now. Enter MCU 45 minute fight sequence. It didn't feel like that for this for this show. We actually like well, we the, get some really the fight esque, you know, we get some escalated. nice surprises here. Uh, and I'll get into those, but I do want to say one thing before we move on from the runtime thing, which is what I was yeah. thinking. What I realized is, uh, well, just because you know we always talk about like how you prefer it to be a little longer, and I'm like just making whatever length it's going to be. Is that one of my favorite shows finally returned recently? Barry, which is on HBO, it's Bill Hader's yes. show. Yes, do you watch Barry? I I watched uh, I think the whole first season and then um, the new season I started is so dark that's all I gotta watch the new season I started is so on dark. really because like it was already dark no from those it first is, uh, couple seasons I'll just yeah. put it this way uh, Barry is spiraling hard <laughs> he is he's spiraling and I I think I won't say too much but the yeah. second episode I just watched a few days ago. I think the point of this season is going to be that Barry is way beyond redemption. Like, I feel like that was the entire point mm. of the episode is that like, don't expect this character to be redeemed. He is unredeemable, uh, which is to me, that's fine. But I think it's funny. It's still marketing as a comedy, even though it is still pretty funny at points. Uh, like no, yeah, it's still great. No, Hank, great character. Let's get him in the, oh, uh, let's get him a big role in something. He's the, the, is it Chechnyan? Yeah, he's Chechnyan. He's the yeah, the yeah. Chechnyan. Yeah, he's funny. He's fantastic. I like him. Uh, but yeah. anyway, my point is with Barry is I'm watching these episodes of Barry. They're like 29 minutes long with credits, and I'm like, they're so packed with story, and they like they don't feel rushed. They're just like there's so many jokes, yeah. so many storylines going on at once, and like they always stay the scene just the right amount of time that you're not like that was rushed, but it's also not like we didn't pad that out with jokes. There are still funny moments in there when it's not being totally really dark, but yeah, and that's what I was thinking. You know, when I like, Barry is way better than these. I like these episodes of Moon Knight, top times to you, but Barry's one of the best shows on TV right now. I'm not like I'm gonna be very blunt, like yeah, but Letterkenny is very very similar 
um, in quality wise, not in content wise, very different content than Barry um, and Moon Knight. But it is also like the episodes now are averaging anywhere from 17 to 21 minutes Mm. and it's in its 10th season and there are seven episodes a season. And I mean, they tell a complete story. I mean, there are cliffhangers, you know, to get you to watch the next season, but I, I'm like, it's 21 minutes. They tell the story that they need to for that episode. And we move, we move on and they're just perfectly, they're so perfectly digestible that I watched all 10 seasons of Letterkenny within a week and a half. Mm. And I like at for Moon Knight here, I definitely was. I didn't mind. Like, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, when's the next episode of Moon Knight? You know, and um, here's where we go along. back. Here's where we go back to the roots. All the issues. With these streaming shows, because Barry is an HBO show. It's not HBO Max. Like it's on HBO Max, but it's an HBO show. Uh, and Letter yeah. Kenny, I believe it's not a Hulu original, is it? I believe it's was on. Netflix. Okay, so it Hulu is marketing it as a Hulu original, but it originally they started on YouTube, then were picked up um, by Crave TV in Canada. Um, they're they're all Canadian and. Um, it's a Canadian comedy. And then after I, I think because there is a distinct difference in, um, format and like format presentation for the show, um, beginning with season seven, I think that's when Hulu, they were picked up by Hulu. And then Hulu says it's a Hulu original. And I'm like, but it's not, you know, but, but yeah, anyways, proceed. Well, all I was saying is, well, this goes back to our issue, like my, the issue on like, let's be real, why all these things are made as shows and not movies. Because as you said, the, they've spread it out over two months, so you have to watch the whole thing. Uh, and yep. moreover, streaming is judged for some terrible, it's, it's because it's the only thing people can actually track, is minutes watched. That is how these these algorithms and these success is judged by minutes watch so the longer something is the more likely you're going to have success the more time someone is engaged in your platform that means your platform is more successful and so that like but then to get back to these episodes these episodes are like you know it's not i'm not i'm not saying like you know they're like we're gonna box that trend because i'm sure that wasn't it but these episodes are around the length that probably 42 minutes 40, like, actually, if you remember it, I said, I think you could cut out probably five minutes here and there of episode six. Episode six was 49 minutes. You cut out five minutes, that's 44 minutes, which is the classic runtime of network television is 44 minutes. And so, again, these shows, like, once this show actually embraced the runtime, and I grant, maybe, I I mean, someone's going to look up and be like, well, actually, Danny, well, the first episode is just as short as these. They're just, they're, but my point is, is that, the entire thing is stretched out. Not only the show, but the episodes for all these Marvel shows, with the exception yeah. of WandaVision. Like, WandaVision is the one show that the episodes did not feel super stretched out because yeah, even to be even Loki, even Loki had it. Loki had an entire episode that felt useless yeah. in it. <laughs> like they're all yeah. there to try to 
like, I hate to be like, because let's be, again, let's be really honest here. It's not like Marvel is the place where artists go to thrive and make something truly artistic, right? Much as we want to say, the last truly artistic Marvel movie that probably came out, like, totally artistic would be Logan. Everything, like, even Black Panther and Thor, those are designed as capital, like, I mean, and of course, Logan is designed to make money, too. I'm not saying Logan isn't designed to make money, but Logan, first and foremost, is designed for Hugh Jackman to produce and have a, a final film that he's proud of. That is what yeah, Logan fit, exists his, to be. His farewell to Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah. I, think, I think that, like, on that note, I think Eternals, I think Eternals is, it, it's, try, it's trying to approach the Logan, you know, the Logan route. But Marvel holds it back. I, I think, think that Chloe Zhao is was tr- is like trying to do as much as she can underneath the Marvel hand. I think Eternals, Black Panther, and Ragnarok all fall under, fall under that thing where the director is yeah. trying to assert their authority. Um, in the case of Ragnarok and Black Panther, they do, but it's still a very Marvel-y movie. <laughs> this is so interesting. We're talking about this again. Yep. When by the time this episode's out, many people have already seen. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, where the big question of that Which, movie, to me, isn't anything that will happen in it, but will be how Sam Raimi isn't. Because yeah. we know what a Sam yeah. Raimi-controlled superhero movie looks like. We have two of them that are totally controlled by him, basically. You know? So, mm-hmm. that is what the big question is. Is, will we get a Sam Raimi movie? Will we get an MCU movie? Or will we get something like Black Panther and uh, for Ragnarok? Or will we get something like Eternals, where it's it's a very divisive film where you see their thing, yeah. but you also still see Marvel's influence kind of crushing it at points. Uh, yep. I think that's fair to say to Eternals, even as to you as who's a big fan. I think there are definitely moments of that movie that could clearly be better, but Marvel's forcing their, you know, their formula in. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I forget what I was saying. Actually, I was going to make one more point before we get back to Moon Knight, which is, I feel like, Actually, I, was, I wasn't quite fair there. because, And I, I feel like, also, I should be clear, I'm talking Marvel movies. I'm not talking superhero movies. We, I don't want to get into the Batman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, all those. I don't want, because DC is its entire own thing where the directors have way more control uh, and they don't really have a formula, which is what makes them really interesting right now, but also makes it you don't know what you're going to get. Um, which, to me, is, in a, way, a lot of ways, very fun. Because uh, and we're going to talk about it more later. This is going to be a long... Wow. Amazing how much longer yeah. we talk about the show. When, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Anyways. But anyway, uh, I think the closest Marvel, the MCU has gotten to what I would call, for lack of a better term, even though people hate this term everywhere, a tourism. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, came out right after Logan, and that's Guardians 2. Guardians 2 has a bit of setup for Infinity War, but the difference is that there it feels like Gunn has gotten, you know, uncredited, did uncredited work on Infinity War. Uh, it feels very much like he's like, all right, I'll set up some stuff for you guys, but it's more going to be, I'm telling the story I want, and then you guys can mm-hmm. pick up the pieces and run with it. And since I'm actually yeah. involved there, unlike Taika and Kugler, Ryan Kugler, you'll actually not contradict me. And I think Guardians is a very per- Guardians two, excuse me. Guardians one is kind of personal, but it's also very like you know Ragnarok and Black Panther, which is very MCU. But mm-hmm. Guardians two is such a weird movie in so many ways 
that it feels so personal. Um, but anyway, let's talk about episode six of Moon Knight. We'll go through it quick because we do got to start wrapping it up. You're right. But we do need to talk about the finale. Mainly in yeah. my favorite surprise of this is that Layla became a superhero. She's unnamed because as far as I know, she's not based off anyone from the comics, which to me, one, very cool that we finally have that a is superhero very cool. made for the movie from for the MCU that's completely original to the MCU. Uh, yeah, yeah, because also, even she was cool, she was cool. Like, I was like, yeah, even Monica, Monica's character, Monica's character is from the comics. Yeah, Monica's from the, like this is the first ever, as far as I'm aware. I'm sorry, Danny, but uh, Ralph Boner is technically the first original I mean, MCU we want, superhero. Okay. If we want to be real, yeah. the, the actual first MCU character that was created and actually has an impact is Coulson. Because Coulson still exists in the comics now. Um, yeah, yeah. You were saying that it, how, like, how cool it is that we've got this original character. I would, my, my hope for a follow-up is we get a Disney Plus movie <laughs> It's like called Moon Knight colon or something like like or Moon Knight and or whatever you want to title it. I don't I don't care. Just don't call it Moon Knight Two because it's stupid. It's not. It's a separate entity. It's going to be a movie. Um, you got a movie moon that Knight, picks up new that, moon picks up that <laughs> post credits. Yeah, that sure whatever uh, picks up new Mighty <laughs> clips. Uh, picks up that post credits yes. <laughs> scene. Gives you a movie about it where it's like Ant Man and the Wasp, where they're essentially honestly. I lo- my favorite part of the show besides Oscar Isaac was them working together, even if there wasn't scenes that I hated. Now, in the finale when they worked together and they were both superheroes, I loved that. I thought that was so cool. I thought it was great. I loved when they asked her if she was an Egyptian superhero. Uh, and that's what the article I sent you was about, is that the director of Moon Knight hates yeah. Wonder Woman 84. Because uh, I like Wonder Woman 84, but I recognize it's a movie with a lot of issues. Partially being how it portrays, portrays Egypt. And partially in how... Uh, I don't want to get into the whole Israel-Palestine conflict on this podcast, but suffice to say, Gal Gadot is a very controversial figure uh, with because of her past experiment, experience with the Israel Defense Force. Uh, and I don't want to get into that here because I am not equipped to discuss that at all. But there is a scene in Wonder Woman 84 where everyone pointed out that they go out of the way to show her saving some helpless Muslim children. And it feels like it's just trying to point out to her that like, she's like, look, I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like, this is what the discourse is. I'm not commenting it on one way or the other. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like the scenes with her at the end of this movie where they go like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she goes, yes, I am. And I feel like it's, it's reading that the director hated Wonder Woman 84 for all these reasons that it's portrayed as a stereotype. And then we get this thing that, what I can tell respects the Egyptian gods really well, uh, like in terms of lore and mythology. And then we also get this moment where we get someone who is very much just like how Wonder Woman is dressed at the end of 1984, Wonder Woman 84, yeah, being a superhero, yeah. uh, being portrayed, just going to put this out there, being portrayed by a Palestinian actress. <laughs> I, I feel like it's definitely meant to comment on it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, I think regardless of anything you want to say about that discourse there, I think she's really cool. I really like the character. I really love the performance. And I really hope that as much as we bagged on this whole show as a run, I want, I don't want just Moon Knight back. I want her superhero back, whatever we decide to name her. 
Yeah. Uh, and I would like a movie that's like Ant-Man and the Wasp in terms of their roles being equal. Which I feel like it's hard to do because uh, Moon Knight is like two different characters. But then, then again, if the bad guy in the sequel, air quotes, is in fact the other personality, that's how you get her to have a bigger role. Because obviously when that other personality is in control, someone's going to have to <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I will say like that is. At first, I was kind of like it's kind of late to introduce Jake to mm-hmm. this, and then they the way that they introduce him, I'm like, you know, that I mean that really does set up like a are we going to get this in in a sequel like a movie, or are we gonna get this in another in like a second season? What's going on? Is this gonna cross over to someone else? I don't know how they would cross that over to someone else, but I think seeing Steven and Mark, like I'm now episodes five and six made me interested, got me interested to want to see how those two would handle Jake, you know, and ringing in Jake to kind of be like, hey, like you can't be doing this, you know. Um, and I want to see how yeah, Layla does it too. Yeah. Like that's the exactly. thing. Exactly. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Because she's got to figure out how the whole uh, Mark and Stephen thing is going to work out. And now Jake, and from what we know, like Jake can just pop in whenever he wants. Yeah. It seems you know. Okay. So that's. I think you also get like. To me, I'm looking at the idea of a sequel. You get a great comedy aspect of it too, of like, like a nice little rom com element to it, where it's like, well, technically, I'm married tomorrow, like, and you can play with that more fun now that their relationship is resolved. You know, by that I mean, yeah, Stephen and Mark's relationship is resolved. So now you can play with yeah. that more and have more fun with that while you're also dealing with Jake. Um, yep. I don't know. Like that's the thing that's so, it's such a weird thing about this is that it's like. I'm so excited to see more of these. Please don't do another show. <laughs> and, but please also give me something focused on these characters. I don't need yeah. them in a team. I mean, I would like to see them with a team eventually. Uh, even even if the next thing they're in is with a team. I will say now, with Moon Knights and Midnight Suns, they better bring Layla with, you know, like... Although I guess suppose you could write that in the sense that, like, if Midnight Suns was next, you could be like, well, she said she was going to be a temporary avatar, and then by the time the next Moon Knight installment comes around, she like accepts it again. You know what I mean? Like they, they've yeah. written themselves in an area where they can have some, well, the avatars can come and go. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do think, um, I don't know. I almost would want this before midnight suns. I would too. Before we'd even get midnight suns. Cause I, I want a little more time with him actually being moon Knight. You know, um, also, it's yeah. it's kind of like like in order. I don't know for us to really feel the payoff to get the payoff with Iron Man that we get in the first Avengers film. You needed Iron as Man much too. as device. Yeah, as divisive as Iron Man two was, I you still needed Iron Man two. I think um, one thing I was thinking also with this final episode um, is that I can't remember who said it once, but there was once this thing I read where the big issue right now with franchise movies not Marvel but franchise movies is that and actually Eternals I said had this problem I think I might mention it when we talked about Eternals is I'll use Sonic 
as an example, actually, Sonic the Hedgehog, which I know you haven't seen, is that the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie, it's like, it's just Jim Carrey. Like, Eggman is just Jim Carrey. It's not, like, anything dressed up to look like him. Uh, and then at the end, the post credit scene is when finally, like, you know, Sonic resolved the thing with his human friend and stopped the Jim Carrey bad guy. And then we get a two post credit scenes, one where Eggman finally looks like Eggman from the game, and then Tails shows up. And then the second movie, which just came out, is like an actual Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And that's what this kind of felt like to me. This is like the prequel that we don't need to get to what we actually want. At least yeah. the first four episodes are. Uh, yeah. But even then, even with these last trips, it still feels like that. It's like, all right, now the origin story is complete, even though he renounced Khonshu. But now these personalities can actually work in tandem. and you can get Oscar Isaac just flipping between them in the line and I get used, I'm used to it. And we have Layla and their dynamic played out. I don't know. I thought it was, I don't know. Uh, I know we got to start wrapping up. Uh, I do want to say the action I liked in the final thing. The Kaiju fight was fun. Uh, solid enough. I felt like they saved all their budget for the final episode. <laughs> yeah. Sense, it I looked way too. better than I, ever I, did. I, I understood why like the dialogue, we needed the dialogue between, the commentary between the two gods, you mm-hmm. know, with with the big fight. I wasn't a big fan of the big fight. I was kind of like, eh. Um, well, I wanted more Moon Knight, you know? Yeah, um, I liked seeing also, like, but, Moon Knight and Layla working together, that type of thing. So it was like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would agree. Um, it was fine for what it was. And again, I didn't feel like we spent too long on it. So No, no. Also, I thought, like, I thought we, they we spent... black out for the, for the fight anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. I kind of uh, like the audacity of that. I kind of like that we didn't get to see it. Personally, yeah. I thought it was like, yeah, that's fun. I'll allow it. Oh. Uh, well, in the, I mean, we hadn't had a moment like that since what episode two, episode Maybe. one, two. Oh, I thought there the- was a moment where Jake showed up in three. I think episode three. I'm not sure. Like they, he didn't yeah, show up. Yeah, they blacked he out. did. Yeah. He did, yeah, he did, because they were both like, I didn't do that, did you do that? Yeah, yeah, Jake showed up in episode three, um, yeah, I, the whole time I was wondering, I was like, when are they, when are they gonna bring him in, and then finally, when they did bring him in, I was kinda like, I was like, okay, they they did this right. I don't think, I don't think they needed that as a post-credit scene, I think. It was weird, the post-credit scene did not connect to the overall MCU. That's me kinda giving me the feeling that, like, Eternals kinda does. Where like the post credit scene feels like it sets up just the sequel, and I'm not I'm talking about like the mid credit scene for Eternal. Yeah, but yeah. It's also like, well, if this movie bombs, we never need to acknowledge it again. That's what that's what it felt like to me with Moon Knight. Also, it's yeah. Like, well, if this bombs, we never need to talk about it again. We never really connected <laughs> it. So yeah. Uh, all right. Um, do we want to talk about the score briefly? I we kind of talked about the post credits. Score um, was fine. I liked it more than these yeah. last two. I did. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I like the score better in these last two episodes. I'm sure, like upon rewatch, that it may grow on me more. I will say, like the more that I've watched Eternals, uh, Jawadi's score score has grown on me more and more. Like with each time, um, I've only seen that, that I that I hear bits <laughs> bits of it. I've I've watched it multiple times, so. Uh, I mean, but then again. Anyway, so the why is awards MVP? Right. I think 
do uh, we just both well, want to say? Well, 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 let me let me build. Up. We basically have three options here. One of them is Ethan Hawke, who we never talked about this episode because guess what? As great as these last two episodes were, he still is wasted as an actor on this show. The, the scenes in the psych ward were a little bit better than what he did as Haro, but whatever. Like, like that was like he, he was he was nothing on this show. He was nothing. Yeah. Another yeah. option uh, is there. Me. There oh, were sorry. moments. There were moments where I. Like I had told you earlier, I was like, there were moments where Ethan Hawke, I was like, all right, we're actually getting some like, some Ethan Hawke here. And then the show kind of just pulls away from it. It's just like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. Uh, uh, but anyways. Our second option, which we're not picking, is May Kalamawi, who I think, if we, as I said, if we invoke the Tom Hardy rule, which is that there's something that's so clearly the best part of this show or movie. That we should not. That allow we can't it. pick it. We can't pick it. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like could also have been the Tony Leung role, but we didn't invoke it for that. Uh, first, I feel like the Tony. That is true. Although that I, is true. Actually, yeah. I remember right. I I didn't when I was picked Tony Leung anyway because I picked Brad Allen. I don't remember what you picked, but I picked Brad Allen. I remember. Um, I don't remember, but I we might have invoked say it. that I picked Tony Leung. I don't know. Mm. But if you didn't, I'm pretty um, sure we would have invoked it. But. But May Kalamawi, I felt like this was kind of like a star-making performance, in a sense. Even though she's not in a lot. Whenever she was in it, though, I really liked her. Uh, and yeah, I, as I said, I'm pretty sure I, I picked Tony Leung. May Kalamawi's fantastic, but the MVP of the show, MVP, we're in agreement. Yep. It's, it's the Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Like, yeah, and he, re- he really... Uh, he brought I mean, there were, the there were moments and the even, drama. <laughs> true yeah and i'm like there were moments like he he really shined in these last two episodes with like especially episode five with uh i bought that they were two separate people yeah. on screen when it was very clear like it was the same actor playing both of them but also i mean isaac still brought it way back in episode one with the missed date you know and i talked about that a couple episodes back um and then in episode the three, podcast. he brought in the and, great ham. <laughs> yeah, and so so I'm yeah, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, MVP. Yeah, yeah Oscar. It's got yep. yeah. I have enough like. And I, I imagine <laughs> if if we would get our um our Moon Knight sequel straight streaming movie or whatever we would get with it, I'm pretty sure Oscar Isaac would be playing both the villain and the. The hero, the heroes. I I think Oscar Isaac. Things would just got be. out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would. Uh, he'd be the the MVP of that one too. Okay, uh, favorite uh, episode. I, I won't count make Kalamawi out yet, but we'll see. We'll see where this goes in the future. Uh, yeah, yeah, I won't true, count her out. True. Uh, favorite episode. We're also in agreement. I don't think we need to talk about it really because we yeah, talked about yeah. this whole hour. We already did. It's episode uh, five. episode episode five. Yeah. yeah. Episode five. Uh, so then the worst episode. The one thing we you? disagree on. Uh, I yeah. think it is episode. I'm forgetting which one's mine. Uh, I'm blue, right? You're the top. You're the I'm top, the top one. one? I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm blue. Uh, yeah. It's episode three. Um, I just remember being so 
so bored in this episode. The one highlight being that hammy Oscar Isaac scene. But everything else in the episode, I remember not liking at all. Which which one was was that? This is the one where they visit the arms dealer. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, who he was yeah. Uh, make, the arms dealer was actually supposed, this episode, but like, and the and yeah. fight I remember I liking, but it was just like, I was just so. This was when the show completely lost me. This was it was really this three and four it yeah. lost me, but it was three that began three that really. Drove Three lost me and four couldn't yeah. bring me back on. Four okay, for me, the worst episode was episode four. Um to me, I was like, we're we're past or like right at the halfway point of this show. I already don't want to watch the rest of it because of the first half, but I know shows can redeem themselves halfway through a season, so show me that you can do that. And this was like this was almost like the last chance. Like, like I gave the, the show. Yeah, it was like I gave the show too uh, too many second chances, and then it gave me episode four, which to me felt like it was trying to be three different films, um, including the Mummy and uh, not Tom Cruise version. Um, and <laughs> of course, that's the only Mummy you get. Cry. Oh really? You've not seen the um? I've been seeing any of them. The Brendan Fraser oh. ones? Oh, Kayla Pace. Um, it's just well, those are some favorite <laughs> movies ever. Um. Uh, so, so yeah. I episode four. It felt like it. It didn't feel like it. It knew what it was, what the show was, what it wanted to be. And I understand this is a show that is about multiple identities, but. As the audience, by episode four, I should not be like, what the heck am I watching? You know, I it needed to be much, much more clear uh, to me as to what was happening, what like what's going on. I even asked Felicia during that episode. I was like, what are they doing again? Why aren't they using the scarab? Oh, yeah, the scarab's gone. And then she's like, yeah, this is like another way to get where they're needing to go. And I'm like, okay. So this is basically Vision decides to not fly when he could fly. Like I, I don't know. It I just, always think it's funny it that I'm always felt like of almost on unnecessary. Show, and I'm always like, oh yeah, there was that. No, oh yeah, that that did happen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, but hey, I only yeah, remember it, the good stuff. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> well, no, that's a good thing because there's so many things where you only remember the bad stuff. So like, yeah, true. True. Like in this X-Men case, I'm gonna remember a lot of the bad stuff and the good stuff. Yeah. Uh episode yeah, episode four, like even when they got to to the they went into a pyramid, right? Or they wanted it wasn't a pyramid. Like okay, yeah. When they went into the pyramid, um I wasn't sure if it was a different structure. Uh when they went into the pyramid, I I was like, okay, it's going to get better. And it start it started to because Stephen had this familiarity with the history of Egypt, you know, and I was like, okay, here we go. This is this actually feels like the show's starting to take off. And then it just kind of fell flat and they tried to Scooby Doo it by Scooby Doo this crap. Anyways, they tried to Scooby Doo it by like Oh, you go this way. I'll go this way. Oh no, we got lost, and it just 
I don't know. It, it lost me. It lost me there. And then Mark, yeah, Mark gets shot, and I'm kind of like, okay, Moon Knight, we're done with it. Moon Knight, never, never again. Until we Pack. get our straight to streaming movie, please, please. Feed. Yes, not Chapik. I know Chapik's gonna say no, but be like, it's going to be a movie or I walk. That is no, a very you bad just, Kevin Peach impression. I don't know. You, <laughs> that was really bad. I don't you know what pass. voice just came out. Of me. <laughs> how this is how Kevin Feige gets us our straight our our uh, streaming movie for Moon Knight the sequel, uh, New Moon Eclipse. Uh, New Moon, actually, honestly, uh, I don't mind the title <laughs> New Moon Knight. It's clean. It's New efficient. Moon Knight. Ooh, it's kind of like yeah. comic booky. I like that. Let's just call it New Moon Knight. Yeah, and so for New Moon Knight, the way that he gets it through is he tells he tells Chapek this is a Pixar film, and, Pix- <laughs> and he's gonna automatically be like, okay, he'll be, he'll be like, it's going to streaming. No, no, no. He'll be like, is Oscar Isaac a white man? And he'll be like, nope. And he'll be like, all right, streaming it is. Is there is there any IP? Nope. <laughs> Boom. Is it based off? Of, is it based off a man that a toy is based upon? No? <laughs> okay, put it on streaming. <laughs> oh, maybe it'll even get its own little card flipping through <laughs> on Star Wars Day. No, Star Wars Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll be able to be proud of this. <laughs> I think it's so. I, that, the we new Marvel so we Pixar end film. Where we started to be like, man, that's so ridiculous. This is, their, this is Marvel's first original superhero show. And they won't even advertise the finale. <laughs> Because they just yep. want to show us it's Star Wars Day. <laughs> I was, I was That's like, so really? Stupid. You're you're gonna advertise Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, that was you're gonna good. advertise that. Like, I don't. Why don't you make a card was, that says the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, the original trilogy? I was surprised. Like, I was surprised there wasn't stuff about their shows. Like, yeah, like, like there wasn't. I, maybe Bad there was like batch. from Fernando and. Yeah, but where was like that was it? Like, where's the animation shows? Like the Clone Wars? Like people like that stuff. Why are people we having Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> no yeah. one liked that. Anyway, we're not Star Wars podcast. Anyway, so <laughs> we finished. Not very often. <laughs> we, yeah, honestly, we pretty much are. Uh, but we're going to be an Avatar <laughs> podcast this. Anyway, so no, next week we're not Avatar <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but we finished the movie. We gotta give. Actually, we finished a TV show. We gotta give each other that should have been a movies. Movie. Yeah, it should have been. A movie. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Mine's related to Moon Knight. I don't know if yours. You is. go first. You go first because mine is so not so. I should have given this to you last time. So here's the reason: is before you watch the show, you're like, only thing I've seen Oscar Isaac in, and granted, you've seen Dune since then. You said the only thing you've yeah. seen Oscar Isaac in. Star Wars trilogy, which you didn't like, and then you saw him in uh, X Men Apocalypse. I was trying to remember it. This, which this was I better than X Men like. Apocalypse. This was better than X Men. I'll, I'll give this credit. The show as a whole was better than X Men Apocalypse. Sorry, Jay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry Jay. <laughs> um, lighting was better than X Men Apocalypse. I'll give it that. Hold on. Can we rewrite Days of Future Past? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um. Uh, so, I'm going to give you a good Oscar Isaac movie. Okay. Probably. Is this my favorite non-franchise movie of his? Probably. I'm giving you, it's on Amazon Prime. 
It's the Coen brothers inside Lewin Davis. Uh, it's about Oscar Isaac. He plays a folk musician trying to make it in the 1960s. It's a hundred minutes. It's a Coen brothers movie, which means it's kind of a comedy, kind of a drama. And also in this case, kind of a musical, not like a musical musical, but he's a folk singer. There's going to be some singing in it. Uh, okay. And actually fun fact about inside Lewin Davis. And I can't remember the film itself says, it's based off. I'm looking it up because I don't want to mess this up. It is based off of. Uh, what is it based off of? Is it based off of? Oh yeah, it's based off of Ulysses, um, which is a uh, classic that's James a, Joyce novel. Uh, James yeah, Joyce novel. I was like, so. I about said that's an epic poem, and I'm like, no, no, no that's that's the Odyssey, Odyssey, which there is another yeah. Coen Brother movie about. If you ever want to watch it, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But that has George. Oh, Clooney. I love that film. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it recently. Uh, it's really good. But Inside Lillian Davis was one. It was, I think, pretty sure this was the first movie that Oscar Isaac really led. That was a big deal. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. I'm going to check. But it's a really great movie. He's fantastic in it. Uh, and I think you're going to really like it. So I'm giving you Inside Lewin Davis. Okay. Cool, cool. I look forward to... <laughs> I forgot. Wait, wait. To Oscar, Oscar Isaac changing my mind. Oscar Isaac's first movie he led, I forgot. 2006, he played Joseph in the Nativity Story. And he was a co-lead, obviously, because Mary's also a lead. But right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. Uh, so, f- what I'm giving you is something that I have previously ambiguously covered for the green room early, early on that I left open-ended um, for uh, for this reason um, that I didn't give any spoilers away for it. I am giving you, on Hulu, uh, the three-part documentary Sasquatch. And let a me tell you... Let me tell How am I going to talk about a documentary? No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, you'll... You'll. I've talked about documentaries like know, three or four I times. I think I've come uh, yeah. on and talked about a documentary before too. So, uh, so, so yeah, yeah. This, it's the storytelling is done so well. Um, I think that you're going to. I think you'll find an appreciation for. Um, there is there's animation involved in it. There's of course like uh like interviews and uh oh man the maple leaves lost anyways uh sorry hockey playoffs are going on right now <laughs> um Dude, so Jinx, uh, now anytime this episode is listened to the maple leaves are gonna lose maybe one of our listeners hates the maple leaves and now they're gonna always keep this uh thing up no <laughs> they're just gonna keep this playing and uh, so we're gonna be like our podcast is super successful <laughs> it's, it's just, just people trying to episode. jinx the maple leaves Anyway, come on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, so yeah, I absolutely, I look for, I'll rewatch it. Um, I might know, rewatch for, Inside Lulu and Davis. For this I've, I saw it. I saw Inside Lulu and Davis last, I think, in January 2020, which was pa- practically like two decades ago. So, right before the pandemic, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So, I might rewatch it too. If yeah. I can find time. That that long decade uh, that we had there, the long we, decade in which we started a podcast. Um, speaking of which what, what's up well, well i yeah. want to wrap it up speaking of which i just want to let the listeners know 
that unlike in the past where we've put out the green room episode as soon as we can, um, I think it's pretty clear based off how two of the episodes we did, two out of three of the episodes we did for Moon Knight, we talked less more about other stuff than we talked about Moon Knight. Uh, that we're gonna probably keep it from now on to this two ep- like bi-weekly thing when the show is out. So we're gonna drop that green room episode probably either when the first Miss Marvel episode's out or when the third episode of Miss Marvel's out. So don't expect it anytime soon, but we will it will be the next green room we do. Unless Tyler's yeah. like, I love Top Gun, Danny. We gotta record about it. Uh Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh call me Maverick and I'll call you Goose. Right. That's what we'll do the entire <laughs> Danny's like, all right, we're done. Right. Tyler's getting it. We want to thank, thank Joe for editing this episode. Thank you, Joe, for editing this episode of Why and Dan with Ty. All right. Uh, I want to point out that Tyler is the one who lectured me about the time about 25 minutes ago, and he's the one talking right now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, and we will see you guys. Ruh-roh. We'll see you next week uh, with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I should. Do, you should do Doctor. Okay. Bye. Now that's stuck in my head. Thanks for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, whyiswithtydan.buzzsprout.com. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyan1, because I'm number one. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at blankmits. Reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. So we'll see you next week. We'll catch you in the next one.